It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome back to another edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires and Paul Boyd here on a Wednesday afternoon. What a beautiful fall day it is out there, about Fantastic. 70 degrees. Wow. So we're going to talk some championship volleyball. you got to be a champion to be on this show. Absolutely. You know, we have a high standard. you got to be a champion to be on this show. And so there's no better champion out there than Jessica Phelan, the coach of the 6A state champion Fayetteville Purple Lady Bulldogs. Woohoo! Yes. So Jessica, you've got to be walking a little taller, taller today, right? Yeah, like you said, it's a beautiful day in Fayetteville. Yes, yeah. yes. So, did you have to haul a, hire a U-Haul uh, to bring the big trophy home, or ha- how'd you get the big trophy? <laughs> home? Yeah, it came back on our, the bus. We have our lucky driver, and he helped us, you know, bring it back. It's a good day. Wow. So, Jessica, you know, I know you guys and and all teams across the state uh, had to go through navigate a lot of of turns and twists and things like mm-hmm. that to get the season done. But how satisfying was it for you Saturday afternoon to to get to uh, just relish that with the girls? Um, and you know, after winning a state championship, when back in uh, you know July, we didn't even know you if you would even have a season. Yeah, I mean, what a journey! Like, what a finish! I think that you know, you look back on the summer, there was so much uncertainty about like what we would be able to do and um, the protocols in place and you know, if, were we going to get shut down again? And, you know, obviously we've had to navigate a lot in terms of, um, you know, playing volleyball during a pandemic. And, you know, I think that to credit to teenagers, I think that, you know, teenagers are a lot more resilient than we give them credit for and not just in Fayetteville, but across the state. I think that, you know, I think the kids focused on what they could do and um, they embraced the opportunity to play sports this fall and, you know, for our team, certainly, you know, we had some great leadership and, um, you know, kept the zone in on where we wanted to end, you know, this season and to be able to finish in hot springs and finish with the championship was certainly icing on the cake. Of course, a good thing for you, Jessica, is you coach girls, which anybody knows their intelligence level is miles yes. higher than boys. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of issues you had like the boys, but, uh, but, but anyway <laughs> – it's not scientific, it's fact. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, uh, Jessica, and we were talking about the uh, the twists and turns, but how about uh, what's it like to be uh, in the late in that match and have, have your best mm-hmm. hitter, have Rosanna go down, and nobody nobody ever wants to see a kid injured. I know. But, but man, then you have a kid like, like Maddie Latifah step up and, and just play great to help you guys win yeah. a state championship. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that moment, I mean, it's just like volleyball, I, you know, I feel like your ultimate team sport. And, you know, you have your senior leader that goes down and, um, you know, that's like obviously an enviable position for everyone involved, your team, your kid, your as a coach. Like um, that's a hard moment for sure. And, you know, I think that, you know, one of the strengths of our team is that we are really deep and, you know, you come watch practice and it's intense and like we are able to, you know, get after it and practice every day. And that's one of the things that like has made us better as the season going on. And, 
you know, you take a kid like Lafada, who's just, you know, been patiently waiting her turn, works her butt off and all year. And so for, you know, that all culminates in that moment where she is ready, you know, it's a great lesson in sports is to be ready for your turn. And when you get it to make the most of it. And I thought she did that. Obviously she comes in and gets a couple swings right off the bat. And you can feel like the momentum kind of shifting back on our side of the court in terms of like the girls were like, we're back in this. It's okay. You know, we, um, you know, the energy level just, you know, picked up. And I think she, you know, had a great set there, you know, and I think that, you know, again, you know, volleyball is a sport that you have to rely on everybody, you know, and um, not just everybody on the court, but everybody on our bench too is, you know, contributing to that team victory. And so it was really, um, you know, all of the emotions, you're sad for your senior, you're happy for the sophomore that goes in and does well. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's just a great, like kind of life lesson in sports in that, in that moment. Absolutely. Here's a life lesson for other coaches that Jessica does really well. You guys don't start off playing bug tussle or, or moose no. jaw. You guys, I've been fortunate enough the last two seasonal openers while well, you guys take on Southside. And so it's yeah. not a surprise you guys are here. Can you just talk about that? It looks like it, that gets you ready and going for the season. Well, you know going. why, Rick? You know why? Because Fayetteville. They ain't scared. They ain't scared. Never have been. <laughs> they ain't scared. Yeah. Can you just talk about well, that a little bit? That's always been sort of my philosophy is that you you want to play the best teams, especially gosh this season because we didn't get to go to camps. You know we you know you learn you learn so much about your team when you when you get out there and play good competition. And so we obviously had some great non conference matches. We played Greenwood, who obviously had a great season. We played Nixa, who's in the Final Four mm-hmm. in Missouri. Um, Bishop Kelly, who won a state championship in Oklahoma. I mean, we have, a, you know, that by design, we really want to see where we're at. Sure. Like, you know, even if you take a loss early, it's like part of the process for me. I think that, yeah. um, you know, that's something that we've always kind of embraced. Well, sure, because the only thing that matters, Jessica, is, is holding that big trophy, you know, in the first, yeah. you know, last weekend in October. That's all that, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's right. about the process for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Jessica, after you know, you guys had that great run. You know, we had LMA Powell and, and Haley mm-hmm. Warner, and you know, and and, and yeah. you know, just dominant teams. Um, how does this team, you know, this year compare to to those teams? What what the style of play, um, and and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I'd love to see them play each other. That would be quite a day. Yeah. I'd sit on the sideline and enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I think that you know, like both groups, like you know, you think of like Fayetteville volleyball and they both play Fayetteville volleyball, like really are in it for each other and play hard. And, um, I do think, you know, like we're a little bit different and that this group's maybe a little smaller, scrappier, like that team was a little, you know, bigger, bangier, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know that, I don't know how that would go, go. Um, but obviously like such talent that we've been lucky enough to coach here in Fayetteville and, you look at like all the D one kids that were on that team and like kids that are, you know, moving on from this group that'll be playing in college volleyball. And that's cool for me too. I get to, you know, not just be their coach here now, but now I get to be their fan as they move on to um, college volleyball. You speak of college ball. I I think I read or Paul told me about Hicks is going, uh, where's some of your seniors going? How many seniors losing? How many are going to move on and play at the next level? 
Yeah, we had such a great senior class um, just that has had a lot of success growing up through the junior high program. And we have several girls that will sign next Wednesday with college programs. And, um, you know, Perry Flanagan's a kid who was a senior captain. And, you know, her season ended sooner than she wanted to. Um, she had, you know, an injury that forced her off the court and onto the sideline. And she's going to be um, playing at Northwestern State in Louisiana. And a lot of these kids, too, like we're um, – you know, sad. I'm happy for them. At the same time, they're graduating early, some of them, and heading to school. Oh, so yeah. it's like this is like a whole new chapter for them. Um, Rosanna's going to Central Michigan. We've got a couple kids going to play beach volleyball, which is obviously oh, an emerging yeah. awesome sport. So Grayson, our libero, she's heading to Missouri State University to play beach volleyball, and um, we also have a Don't you have senior to be near a beach? Aerial, That's what I was thinking. What kind of, what kind of <laughs> beach <laughs> they have? I've been up. I didn't see. I missed that beach. Yeah. <laughs> It's on, yeah. it's, on, it's on Table Rock Lake there by Branson. Oh, okay. yeah, that's close <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Ariel Higginbottom, she's also going to play some beach volleyball in college in Arizona and at Park University in Gilbert. And so, like, we're nice. so proud of those kids. They love volleyball, and they are getting to get play at the next level. And not just those four seniors, but all our seniors have been just, like, really great ambassadors for our program. Kind of a, and, um, kind of a dumb question. Yeah. When you play beach volleyball, is it still the six players on, or is it they No, no. Two? I mean, two, beach, and two, two and two, right? Okay. I'm going to give you guys an education yes. on this emerging yeah. sport here. Um, yeah. So beach volleyball um, is a sport that like recently has become an NCAA sport okay. in the last decade. And um, a lot of colleges have added it in the last few years. And um, it's one of the most exciting sports out there. Like it's two on two. Okay. Um, okay. And you play like a dual match, kind of like, the format of college tennis so i have five dual i have five pairs and you have five pairs and whoever wins the most of those matches wins the the duel um between the schools and kinda, so it's kind of like it, doubles it can be tennis. really intense yeah kind of like yeah, doubles tennis is. yeah okay yeah. okay yeah so um so yeah it's really cool we actually have quite a few play of our kids that spent a lot of their um summer out there in the sand and okay. obviously it helps us get on the court and be in good shape and um, well, I know anything sure, you so. do in the sand, it builds up your legs. I mean, that's, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's that's insane. Sure. Well, I'm gonna say I got like a, a ice cream, and I got the, yeah. Forget uh, about it, Rick. For, forget yeah, about sorry, it. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. It that, didn't help. It's not gonna happen for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. like she was saying a while ago. The player who got injured in the match, she probably jumped up and hurt her ankle. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you, <No. laughs> if you can get. You got to be able to jump more than a half inch off the floor to be able to. We, we yeah. might we yeah. might slide a piece of. You paper. might step on a grass burr or something, but but not going to hurt your yeah. ankle. Yeah. <laughs> you know the bad bad news for for uh, opponents of uh, of Fayetteville though. You know she talked about those seniors. Man, they got quite a few coming back though. Uh, freshman Reagan Harp, big six foot yeah. middle. Uh, sophomore yeah. Brooke Rockwell, outstanding outstanding season. I mean those are just a couple. Mm -hmm. They got a, they got uh, so. Uh, they're not. They're not going to drop too far either. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I I know a lot of coaches were were rubbing their hands and they were so happy to see LMA and and Haley move on and, uh, yeah, not so fast. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many championships is it? Four. Out of the last. This is my. This was my thumb ring. Uh, yeah, so this yeah. is number five. This is five one handful. One yeah. handful. And now we're okay. working on the other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you got all the rings on one hand, or you kind of mix it up. Depends on what she's wearing uh, that day. You oh, know? yeah. yeah okay. You know, just got to go with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica, thanks for being on with us today, and, and, and you know, just congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. you know, congratulations, obviously, for winning the state championship, but just I think to me the bigger thing is 
congratulations for getting there. Yeah, for getting there. Let these kids having these memories that were, you know, the kids in the spring sports had this pulled away from them, not of any fault of their own. And, and, uh, uh, you know, we uh, were just so happy in the way that uh, our state government and the AAA were able to to push this through. And there were bumps in the road, sure. But these girls and coaches and, and administrators found a way to navigate it, and uh, it's all about the memories, and, and, uh, and, and thank goodness for that. Yeah, for sure. Good deal. Well, listen, Jessica, thanks for being with us. Again, that was Jessica Phelan, the volleyball coach at Fayetteville. Excuse me, I'm sorry, state champion volleyball coach yeah. at Fayetteville. <laughs> and uh, thanks for being on with us. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we got more champions coming in. we got we got Jennifer Golden, the, the uh, coach at Greenwood, which also won a state championship Saturday down in Hot Springs, and we'll be right back with Prep Rally, the podcast. And now, back to the Prep Rally podcast with Chip Souza. And we are back with Prep Rally, the podcast. This is Championship Wednesday, Rick. We let you come in anyway. Championship Wednesday, and we're wall-to-wall champions here. We uh, just had a nice uh, conversation with Jessica Phelan, the volleyball coach at Fayetteville. They won the 6A state championship last Saturday down in Hot Springs. Keeping with that championship theme. So we, we got another champion. We got another champion coming in. We got Jennifer right. Golden coming in from Greenwood, and they also won an enormous tree trophy down there, you know, down in Hot Springs, winning the 5A state championship so, Jennifer, thanks for jumping on with us today. No, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Jennifer, uh, you know, we've talked to, I think I've talked to you, I've talked to a lot of coaches, the, all the things that you guys had to endure, uh, the kids went through just to get through a season and get to Saturday. You know, I want to say hats off to all of you guys, but obviously you got to be really proud of the kids and what they accomplished. Absolutely. You know, we asked a lot of our kids this year. Um, They gave up a lot knowing that they had an opportunity. And um, when I go back and talk to them now, they are not um, regretting a minute of anything that they had to give up or do to get to where we we were. Jennifer, we have talked about this a lot on our podcast and our video shows about, you know, making this all about the kids and and, uh, you know, wearing a mask, social distancing, and all the things, you know, that, that you need to do so that these kids could have these memories. And, you know, not every team was able to, you know, play its final match, you know, at Hot Springs. Sometimes their final match might have been, you know, at the gym at Magazine or whatever. But just for a chance for these kids to play these this season, um, you know, I'm just so proud of what you coaches did, uh, administrators, state government, Arkansas Activity Association, and all that because – you know, unlike college kids, these kids didn't get a do-over. This, this there's no mulligans. There's no there's no red shirts. This this was it for them. Now, right, and we we truly know how blessed we are because we've seen uh, other teams lose the ability to either finish a season or start a season. You know, our our girls basketball team didn't even get to play in their state championship right. game yep. last year. Right. Right. So, you know, we we knew what we had going into it and the kids, they just said, coach, we're going to do whatever it takes. And I couldn't be more proud of, you know, the way that they conducted themselves throughout this whole season. And there's so many people that we can thank, you know, statewide, statewide, all the way through. Absolutely. So we're, 
Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing I want to note, I, I, I noticed it on Twitter that, that, that Hannah, Hannah Watkins, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. talked to her before the season about, right, she wrote a letter to, right. to, to the governor mm-hmm. to say, hey, please, please, please don't cancel our season. And, uh, and then I saw just last night she wrote a, wrote a letter to say thank you. Uh, what, yes. a, what a special Bias. young lady uh, to, you know, great leadership, showing great leadership and a great, great player. She, Can you just talk a she, little bit? She'd have a spot on my team any day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. talk about, you know, we, we kind of know what she brings on the court. We've seen it. Tell us what, what else she brings. Well, Hannah's the whole package. You know, I mean, she when she walked into our gym um, right at the beginning of her ninth grade year, we were pretty excited, of course, when we saw her. Um, but as you get to know Hannah and who she is and what she stands for, then you realize how special she is. And she just, she takes it upon herself to study the game and, uh, be a team player and do all those extra things that, you know, make her who she is. And, and that's going to be really hard to lose this year. Yeah. Paul was mentioning that, uh, that, you know, that she had written that letter. And I said, you know what, no matter what she does or doesn't mm-hmm. do on the volleyball court, her best days are well ahead of her. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and she, I know I know from watching and talking to you that she's part of a, a group, you know, a special, a pretty special senior class. The, the group as a whole pretty did big, pretty big things for you guys there at Greenwood, right? Yes. So I had nine seniors on the team this year and all nine seniors played. And that's not a normal year <laughs> by any means. Yes. Um, but when you when you look at these kids that and you can go back to when they're some of them, eight, 10, 12 years old, and they've been playing um, and they've been playing together. And you just you kind of get a sense of who they are and, and what they've done as far as the growth of not just the game, but as people too. So that's been watching them from little girls all the way up to what they are now has just been um, a joy. Hey, Jennifer, uh, you mentioned nine seniors, so you knew you was going to have a good team coming back. But was there a particular game, a particular week, particular stretch when you said to yourself after watching these kids say, hey, I got a caliber state championship team here? I think going into the season, we had a pretty good idea of that. Um, And it was at, at the beginning, it was, gosh, are we going to get to reach our potential just to be able to play, um, you know, with COVID and and the whole mess. But um, yeah, we knew early on, we knew early on that we were going to be pretty special. Jennifer, looking at the state champions in all the classifications, boy, Highway 71 was was well well represented down <laughs> through Crawford and Scott County and Sebastian, not Crawford, but Sebastian County. So you guys, right. you guys won the 5A, you got Mansfield in the mm-hmm. 2A, and Hackett in the 3A. Uh, how does that speak for the volume of volleyball played in in up and down the western part of this state? Well, I, I I have to argue that River Valley volleyball is pretty legit this absolutely. year. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and and you know that's twenty years ago when I started here, uh, looking at all of the area, it was just kind of uh, an extra sport. And so to see it have blossomed into the you know kind of a mega sport that it is um, in this area has been 
really cool to see. And you've seen that growth, you like you said, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's Ab- been neat. Absolutely. Well, uh, we appreciate you being on with us today and talking volleyball and, and uh, you know, just congratulations. And like I said, again, you know, winning a state championship, that is, you know, that's fantastic. But the main thing is these girls will have memories. Not not yeah. all will have memories of a state champ. Some of them might just have memories of what it was like to be teammates on a bus, mm-hmm. and, you know, or whatever and, and, and that kind of thing. But, uh, but I know winning a state championship is extra special. Yes. Uh, and that's what we try to do here. I mean, we're not about just uh, a little white volleyball. You know, we're a family, and the kids know that, and they love they love the atmosphere that we um, produce. So, Good deal. Well, that uh, was Jennifer Golden, the volleyball coach of the Class 5A state champion Greenwood Lady Bulldogs. Again, congratulations on that. And we're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Mike Lloyd, the football coach over at Rogers High. Ricky, coming off a huge win last Friday night against Springdale Harbor. So we'll be right back with Prep Rally, the podcast. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And we are back with Prep Rally, the podcast, and we are now joined by Mike Lloyd, coach, the coach, football coach at Roger. Coach, you got some big, I'm talking, you got some big shoes here to follow. You had state champion volleyball coach from Fayetteville who was on, state champion volleyball coach from Greenwood who was on now we're bringing you in so that so that bar is set pretty high <laughs> I, see that. I, see that. Yeah. I tell you what I don't coach know if, I don't know if I can feel those shoes and I... absolutely absolutely so coach you guys are coming off of a big big home win last Friday night against Springdale Harbor 49-42 I know you 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 want to celebrate that win but there's still business ahead no, there is, and you know it's actually a big win for our program. And it was kind of like a arena football game. You know, you got to kind of steal a possession, and it went back and forth. But it was a great game to watch, and uh, great game for our kids, and a great win for our program. Coach, I want to talk about your quarterback, Christian Fran- uh, Francisco. Coach, I I tell you what, I don't know that he could have played a better game. It was I was it, I, it was a flawless game, at least from my observation. I don't know if uh, you know I've had. 17 division one quarterbacks i don't know if i've had anybody play any more consistent than than, than chris has all season long but uh you know he's got like 25 touchdown passes and two interceptions yes and yeah he played outstanding and he's also ran the ball very well but uh you know one of the number one things for quarterback is uh leading the football team and not turning turning the ball over he's done an ex- he's done an excellent job there. coach i think he was clean the whole game i don't i don't remember you know maybe one time they might have brought him down maybe in the backfield maybe once I think he had, I think he had a sack there in, in one possession, but uh, you know, I mean, they 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 made a great play on, but usually he gets out of the pocket and finds a way to make plays. That's all he does. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you yes, know, everybody sir. forgets he's a three-year starter as a sophomore. I threw him in the first district game as a DB, and from that time on, he called the signals for us. And then, as a junior, you know, he fought a, a, a little fracture in his foot, but he missed four games and. You know, played receiver, and uh, I know that uh, he had about 500 yards. And then, but he quarterbacked my freshman and my JV team, so I'm not surprised by his success. Wow. Hey, coach, this is Rick Fires. Uh, uh, I don't want to take anything away from your coaching ability, but I've talked to Francisco. 
two or three times, and my goodness, it m must make your job easier. Very polite, very uh, nice young man, very intelligent. 4.3 GPA, that's like uh, at least, I was like 1.8. So, my goodness, I mean, uh, just talk about that a little bit. Very athletic, very uh, intelligent, and uh, sound like just a great kid. No, he's an outstanding, uh, he's an outstanding young man. He's one of the best kids I've been around and. You know, this is my last one with 34 years as a college head coach and high school head coach. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. He is an exceptional, uh, exceptional young man. And, you know, he's 35 ACT. You already said he's off the charts. He takes all these AP classes. I think he's taking 11 of them. And, you know, take me about two two tries for that ACT test. But uh, Me too, Coach. You know, I was going to say, I, I made a 35, but it took three tries. Add all three together, I got that 35. Well, I'll tell you the other night, you know, I was talking to you know, Coach Harvest and I, we're trying to figure out if we need to run another play. And he said, Coach, he said, we get this first down. He said, we can take a knee when we're out the clock. I said, all right. You know, I didn't even question it. He just, he'd already figured it out, and I was trying to figure it out in my head. So it's just one of the one of the many examples. I tell you what, Mike, I, I don't know how you guys did it, but one of the best recruiting jobs that you've done was to get Cade Seldomrich to come out to play football. I know he's a big baseball guy. I know that. Uh, but but to get him to come out and, and play football for you, it seems like you got three receivers who look identical, identical size. I mean, almost you know, we're the, almost the same number. It's it's you know those guys, but uh, especially Seldom Ridge, he he had a really nice game for you Friday night. No, he's had it well. He had a great game the week before as well. Uh, he's just gotten better and better, and it was a uh, you know it's one of the better recruiting. Deals I've had, even when I was a junior college coach for six years. Yes, sir. Paul Kids and Garrett McGee's and guys like that. But uh, he's, he's had an outstanding season, man. He's uh, he's done some good things on returns, too. But, you know, he's got close to 700 yards and uh, some big catches and some big moments. And, uh, you know, he's just gotten better and better. The last two weeks, he's, he's played outstanding. Wow. Hey, Coach Paul Boyd here. Uh, just, you know, uh, you and I have talked about, uh, you know, this, this group being special and, and looking forward now. Uh, got, got to Crosstown Rivals this week and talking to Christian a little bit. You know, you guys want to try to host a playoff game, so you guys got some work to do, right? Well, we do, you know, and I really think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it would be the first time that uh, Rogers has hosted a playoff game since the split. Uh, That's correct. I believe, I believe of 06 is the last time yeah, they hit. They played for a state championship that season, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I talk to kids, uh, especially the seniors, you know, weekly, and, uh, and, man, you know, what kind of legacy you want to leave behind? Well, that, to me, that would be a tremendous legacy for this group of seniors. and That's their goal, and, and to get in the playoffs and win a game and, and continue to play well because uh, – you know, offensively, I think we're as good as anybody at 7A. And, I'm telling you, uh, I, from what I saw Friday night, I would I would agree with that. <laughs> you know, defensively, we still need to continue to get better. But, uh, you know, again, uh, I think these kids are understanding that now. And I tell them, that, you know, legacy becomes even more important as you grow older. But you got a chance to do something that has not been, uh, you know, to my knowledge, has not been done. So, uh, you know, that's in the back of their minds as well. But it's a, it's a, it's a special group of young men. I knew that. Hey, Mike, uh, we talked about Selim Ridge addition. How about a – I remember an old boy in the land of the Elks named Chad Harbison. Did he come up there and help you guys out, do anything for you? Oh, he's, well, he, he's been about as good as a guy, biggest coaches I've had in the last 34 years. And uh, Actually, I, I don't even call any plays. I just leave it to him. And uh, he's done a tremendous job. He did a tremendous job with my son last year. He's done a tremendous job, job with Christian. And uh, I haven't called one play all year. 
you know, once in a while, I'll tell him maybe maybe think about running the play. We may have run him play, but uh, no, Chad's done an outstanding job and probably one of the better coaches I've been around in the last 35 years, to be honest with you. Well, you smart enough to bring him on. We got to give you credit for that. <laughs> Sometimes you got to recruit coaches too. That's you know? right, absolutely. Well, coach, we know you guys have a big one uh, this week against uh, a crosstown rival. Always, always a big game when you play a crosstown rival. But that number four playoff seat is sitting there for you guys. Uh, I know you'll have to have a little help with with the Fayetteville loss, but that would be, uh, um, you know, I know that would be what you know, get a host a first round playoff game. That would be huge for your program, like you mentioned. No, that, no, that'd be huge, and you're absolutely right. So. Uh, you know, we've got to go take care of our business. Our kids are always excited because it is a crosstown rivalry. And, you know, I know Heritage has been down a little bit. But, again, you know, just the old coaches, there, they're going to play their best game. And, you know, we got to be ready to play and control what we can control. And that's going over there winning the ball game. And, uh, you know, cheer for the team we played last week. And, uh, but, again, you know, we can't control that. And I tell our kids, let's, let's go play our game, control what we control. Let's get us a win and we'll see what happens. That's right. Do what you can do and let the rest of it take care of itself. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, Coach, listen, thanks for jumping on with us today. I know you got some exits. Well, I'm sorry. I, I guess Harbison will have those exits. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I just delegate and walk around and, and uh, Coach, cheerleader. You're, you're like me, Coach. Just make sure you keep that bus in between the lines on the highway and, <laughs> and, and, and get them there. Good deal. That's that, right. That was uh, Coach Mike Lloyd, the football coach over at Rogers, who, uh, boy, Rick, I, we mentioned this the other day. I'm telling you, I, I said, a couple weeks ago, this this is the best Rogers team I've seen in a while, and that Friday night proved it out against Springdale Harbor. Big, big win. So, Coach, thanks for being on with us today, and uh, good luck to you guys on Friday night. Hey, thank you very much for having me, and you guys have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate you. Good deal. So, I've got uh, some playoff scenarios here. We'll go over real quick, and then uh, – so, looking at Friday night, don't take a look at it because it will make you uh, – it'll make you blind. My, head, my head's going to hurt. Yeah, your head's going to be swimming. Uh, um the thing is, uh, you know, we in the seven A West. We'll look at that a little bit. Bentonville, uh, they if they win, they're the conference champion. No, no question about it. But if West were to win that game, Rick, that could throw some things really wonky. But West would be the would be the, uh, uh, you know, because they can't match Bentonville in the number of wins in the conference. The best they could do would be the two seed, regardless. Okay. So Bentonville is going to be the one seed. Regardless of how that game comes out, they're going to be the one seed because they're going to have more conference wins than West. West can't go back and play those games that they didn't play. Mm -hmm. So Bentonville's going to be the one seed. But a West win does a whole lot of things. It would it would it would be the number two seed for them. Uh, but if they you know if West loses, you know there's a whole logjam of things that could happen uh, because because not every team has played the same number of conference yep. games. So Harbor's still got a shot at that number two seed, if, but they're going to have to beat Fayetteville and they're going to have to have Bentonville beat West for that to happen. So there's some different things going on. The key, the thing here is that teams, every team in the state will get to be in the playoffs yeah. uh, because of COVID. COVID. Uh, regardless of if they won a game or won 10 games, it doesn't matter. They can be in the playoffs. Now, not every team is going to want to do that. They have until Saturday morning after the final game on Friday night to determine whether they want to be in or not. Now, as a coach, I've said this a couple of times, I would want to get in just so that I could get a two or three more practices time with my, with my kids before we took the winter off because we don't know if there's going to get to be a spring football practice. There wasn't one last spring. We hope there will be one this spring. So I would use that week as my de facto springtime. But we'll see. Not every team will want to do that. So Saturday morning – 
these schools will let the AAA know, hey, we're in or hey, we're out. That's what's going to determine if a Bentonville or a Bryant gets a first-round buy. If all 16 teams, for example, in seven, Class 7A say, hey, we're going to get in. So in other words, if Daryl Patton down at Southwest, which hasn't won a game, says, you know what, we want to play because we want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, we get another game. Or, or, or a Rogers Heritage says, we want to play. Then that's going to eliminate that first-round buy. They will have to play a first-round playoff game because it would be 8-8. Eight and eight. You know what, I could see some of the smaller schools in particular opting out because, I mean, you're one and nine and you got three or four kids that's on a basketball team. They and could. They, they want to, you know, get started on base because you got to get in basketball shape. So They could. Um, they could do that. They could. But you take a, a Little Rock Southwest, and I'm just, I haven't got, got any knowledge on this, but you take a Little Rock Southwest, the longest drive they're going to have would be from there to Bentonville, okay, to play the Tigers. I can't see Daryl Patton not wanting to play that game, you know, unless he's just absolutely just beat to death, you know, because of maybe having low numbers or something. He says, "I just don't have enough healthy bodies for it to be even a competitive game. We're gonna we're gonna opt out and not play." Um, you know, I could see that, but if there's any way he could play a game, because he already missed two games or three yeah, games, yeah. exactly, uh, not getting to play. So you want to give those kids a chance to play a game, you know, the, especially and what, probably what coaches are going to do is they're going to leave it up to a vote. Hey, kids, team, let's let, let's what do let you team think? rule. Let team yep. rule and decide what they want to do and, and go from there. So um, it's going to be interesting Saturday morning to see how many teams might opt out and how many stay in. So 7A, those teams that think they're going to get a buy might not actually get one if every team opts in. Same thing's going to happen with 6A. Um, so there's a chance they won't get that buy. And, you know, Rick, you've done this long enough. And, Paul, a lot of coaches really don't like that buy. They'd That's, really rather play. It's always a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, in any sport that I that I talk to coaches, you, you and I, have, we've all talked to them, and they some of them will say, Man, I don't want to sit around. Right. I don't want to sit, you know. Especially uh, if you missed a couple y- of games yes. this year. You Especially, know, you've yeah, already had year. a couple of buys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, here's something else. And I saw, I remember this, plain as day, Fort Smith Southside just won a big game over its rival Northside. I think they had a buy, and they were heavily favored. A team from Jonesboro, Arkansas, come over and beat them like 14-6. and six. And yeah. Coach Lunny would say, man, I didn't want this buy because we had some momentum. They wanted to keep it going. Absolutely. People will tell you momentum doesn't count for anything, but I'm telling you, Rick and Paul, I've, it, I've, I've guess it does. It does. I, I'm not saying momentum. I'm saying the enthusiasm carries sure. over, yep. and that's always a good thing. And if you can't see that, maybe you're not oh. – sports may not be your thing, man. Well, and, and <laughs> ju- the, the first two coaches we talked about uh, were, in, were involved in volleyball. I'm telling you, volleyball is the most momentum sport yes. that I know. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, it, basketball it does too. You get a steal and a, and a layup, and and two, all of a sudden two in a row, two in a row, or hit a three and get a steal and let that absolutely momentum swings to your side. Yeah. I just no remember seeing that. that with the Arkansas team, Lee Mayberry, Todd Day. They could be behind eight points, and my gosh, uh, they'd go on one of these like 14-0. Uh, runs, Oliver Miller and that. I mean, the Barnhill would just go nuts. I remember those. Well, you know what two. coaches say, Rick, and there's blood in the water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's goes back to that momentum. So a lot of different scenarios in, uh, in every conference uh, in the state, and it comes down to the teams that miss games. Uh, you know, that affect, affects their seeding. Sure. Uh, teams that uh, might right. not get what have been in the playoff picture before or whatever, you know, are going to be in. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but but you know what? I'm just glad they're going to play. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, Rogers, yeah. Rogers is one of those teams that we're talking yes. about. You know, they missed two games 
Uh, you know, they're two and two. If they win this week, I guess maybe three and well, two. Well, Paul Hoost to say that if Rodgers hadn't played all his games, it might not be playing for a number two seed. Exactly. You know, it's a exactly. possibility. It, I mean, it, absolutely. They played the way they played against Harbor in those two games. They, 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 they sure. would have been a factor in those well, games. Well, and, and, and lose lose one in OT. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know. So, did you have uh, to get you uh, some new stat sheets after that game? I think I had to go to the legal pad, which I <laughs> which uh, haven't had to do much of, but uh, that's happened to me the last two games. I've got to expand my, my my stat package by by thank you Greenwood and thank you Rogers you know for for that so it was a good game I was glad to be there um, you know I, I you could tell early on it was going to be whatever team uh, was able to stop the other one one time was probably going to be the difference and that's what that happened. happened late in that game is that Rogers was able to stop Harbor on a fourth down play got the ball pretty close to midfield went down and scored and uh, and was able to to pull out that one touchdown win. And, uh, again, Christian Francisco, what a heck of a player, you know, he is. But he is not alone. Those receivers they have are yeah. good. And, and uh, it's like Coach Lloyd said, if they can just get a little bit of help from their defense, um, Rodgers has a chance to not only, you know, be, you know, be in a playoff game, maybe host a playoff game, but win a playoff game. Absolutely. Well, and, and let me tell you, Coach Lloyd, Christian, you know, all those guys talk about, don't forget those guys up front either, that exactly. offensive line. Hey, I'm telling you, Paul. Yeah. Maybe one time, maybe he got sacked one yeah. time. Now I know he keeps plays alive and he moves around you know, in that pocket, but you still have to have time to throw to those receivers. And, and how many and passes? 40, 47, forty-seven. I believe. I believe he was twenty-nine or twenty-eight. And I will tell you, he had some drops. Yeah, he had some drops in there too. Uh, but they also had some great catches, but there You're were right. a few drops in there as well. Well, and and the two that that two interceptions in in seven ball games, yeah, that's a big number too. So you talk about making good decisions. I'm not a math major, but 25 TDs and two interceptions. That's uh, that's pretty good. That's that's a good that's a good percentage. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, good percentage. Pretty good. So that'll be it for this week's show. We'll be back next week with Prep Riley the podcast, and we will preview some playoff games. And Ricky, I don't know if you can hear this or not, but clapping my hands, rubbing them together. Getting Man, ready I love for some, the postseason. Yes, sir, getting ready for some postseason. And, Ricky, it all comes back to we're just happy the kids are playing. And I can't stress that enough. We're happy that they're playing. They're making memories. Their memories may not end up at War Memorial Stadium, and you know that's what? okay. And they make memories for us. For I mean, yes. like Paul just got through covering uh, uh, the volleyball teams yes. going on. I mean – well, I'm gonna tell you, and like that game I was at Friday night, memories. You know, you're yeah. gonna, you're seeing a kid over at Springdale Harbor. Rick, we've talked about this kid, Hudson Brewer. Yes. Somebody can Grant Tolley, a guy you and I know. Yeah. Well, he's seen a football game or two in his lifetime. He said he reminds him. Now this is big. I'm, I'm gonna say this is big. This is you. He reminds him. This is what Grant said, of a sophomore Peyton Hillis, at oh, Conway. Wow. Now, that's big. Well, that, that's a mouthful right now there. Now, does Hudson go around uh, dragging a truck behind well, him? Well, I said he's got to eat a whole lot of Wheaties yeah. to, to be Peyton Ellis. But he's also just a sophomore, and I didn't know this. He's 6'1", about 190. I didn't know this. I talked to Chris Wood yesterday. He They hand-timed him at 4'5", four, four, or 4'5", in the 40. Now, that's handheld. That could that could be a 4'7", but it could be a 4'6", or a 4'5". It could be. And he's just a pup. You know, this kid hadn't even got his driver's license yet. So, a lot of room. I'm telling you, that kid's impressive, and he's going to be one to watch. And, 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 and I'm just thankful we've been able to watch him play. Absolutely. So, we'll be back next week. We'll talk a little playoff action. And uh, cannot wait to be back. So, that's it. And, Kent, again, we say this every week. Wear your mask. Set where you're supposed to sit. Social distance. 
keep your party going to none, yeah, if I, you can. I'll fill in for you. I'm available. Rick said he would volunteer to be I'm your party goer. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So I'm Chip Sousa for Rick Fires and Paul Boyd. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next time on Prep Rally the Podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.